6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. How are you dealing with the whole work-life balance these days? Do you feel you have to respond or have you set up some really great guidelines when it comes to work-life and home life. Let me know at 780-496-0063. And the reason why I'm asking is that Ontario, last Friday, the Right to Disconnect Act kicked in. Uh, Bill 27 uh, requires employers with 25 or more people on staff to establish a policy that outlines how they will ensure workers are able to disconnect from workplaces after hours. And that means not engaging in work-related communications, including emails, telephone calls, video calls, or sending or reviewing others' messages to be free from the performance of work. And you're like, oh, well, maybe this is just an Ontario thing. Well, here's the deal. Um, Canada's federal government... In 2018, after following, after looking at what was happening in France, which has implemented this, Canada's, the federal government, started reviewing labor standards, mulling over whether to give workers the right to ignore work-related messages when at home. A committee was looking into it, you know, last year. Uh, They were analyzing, they were expecting to uh, give some Uh, recommendations to the federal government by this spring. But the province of Ontario opted not to wait for the federal regulations and went ahead, did it itself. And you know that provinces across the country now are probably taking a look on, hmm, okay, well, let's see what this is going to look like. Does it work? Will it work for everybody? I think we know that the answer to that part is no. Dr. Basim Gohar is a clinical psychologist and assistant professor at the Department of Population Medicine at the University of Guelph. Doctor, welcome to 630 Ched in Edmonton. Yes, thanks for having me. Okay, at face value, what do you think about this? When you first take a look at it, your thoughts? (laughs) Well, I think at face value, it sounds like a great idea (laughs) that you can disconnect, but to me, the the implementation and the application piece. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen next. The fact that there is um, legislation like this in place in Canada, what does it tell you? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. You know, uh, I've had the fortune of traveling around for conferences and so on. And when you go to places like Europe, you know, their mentality there is very different. You know, they, a job is a job, right? And spending time with family, friends, you know, that is a bigger part of their day. They, they're more oriented that way. So they seem to kind of, you know, you know, you know just, they, you know, jo- a job is a job. But here we just love to work, <laughs> right? So we live to work. Over there, they work, you know, to, to live. <laughs> you know, and what, what are we seeing when it comes to, to, to burnout? And, I, and I'm wondering, especially during the pandemic, and I think the pandemic shot a, shone a light on, on uh, well, we know it did, on a lot of things, especially work-life balance for a lot of folks who were working at home. And, and, and I think for uh, some people, it became even harder to differentiate that, that work uh, life and that home life when that happened. I mean, but the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of folks that are struggling right now trying to do this all. 100%. Um, the pandemic has definitely, and I mean, I, I can speak about the healthcare sector at least the most because that's where most of my research has been. But what it's really showing us is that we had a pretty fragile system to begin with, and the pandemic was just sort of the, the cherry on top. 
So staff shortage, as an example, that's not a new concept whatsoever. Um, it's always been there, but it just got pushed even further by the pandemic. Um, and then now you're seeing the crumbs of it. And so burnout in healthcare has always been there. And I'm not just talking doctors and nurses. I'm mm-hmm. talking, you know, professionals like medical lab technologists, for example. We never think of these people, but they're the ones who are basically, you know, um, you know, saving us during the pandemic by testing and, and doing their other jobs. That, that's just one example. Uh, in other sectors as well, I, I looked at education workers, very similar trends. And what they're, what they're facing right now, actually, the uh, education workers, or at least during the pandemic, is trying to learn technology to, ter- to teach students online mm. and in person all at once. Um, it, was, it was just a disaster, but I, I give them lots of credit for trying so hard to adapt in such a quick, quick time. But it led to serious um, stressors. Dr. Gohar, I think one of the, the, the big questions here is, you know, how is this going to work for everyone? Because I think it's fair to say that it's not going to work for all professions. There's jobs out there where you can't uh, disconnect. And then there are some folks who just aren't able or don't want to disconnect. I mean, that, that's the reality of it, isn't it? You, you nailed it. So there's a few, there's, there are a few jobs, like I'm, I'm thinking healthcare. And again, we need to look at this bill to see who's included and excluded from it. Um, but, you know, sometimes if you're, sta- if you're short staffed, you need to find someone to fill in that spot, right? Or that person is going to have to work longer and harder. And that's where we get, that's where it leads to sickness absenteeism. And then, you know, when you have a, a sickness absenteeism, you're going to have to work harder and longer. And then that person who's stressed is now going to go and leave themselves and then round and round mm. we go. Um, so that's, that's definitely one of the big factors that we're looking at. And then, as you mentioned, individually, I think we've just been so career-driven. And I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people are. And, you know, how often do we look at our phones just to see if we got any emails, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like opening that fridge <laughs> and even though you know what's in it, you're going to open it again <laughs> just because it's a behavioral thing, right? So we might, we might, as ourselves, might have a hard time to disconnect. Yeah, and, and I wanted to, why, why, why is that? Is it just that we've been so trained to do it or we're, we're worried about, you know, the reality and the possibility of maybe losing the job or we won't be seen as a good employee? Is there psychology behind that? <laughs> well, I think there's a behavioral piece to it, right? So we, you know, when you look at a screen, you know, you get reinforced by things that are, you know, just popping on your phone, right? Whether it's that uh, message saying you got a new notification or, you know, even a game or wh- whatever it is, it, it is very reinforcing, right? So your brain is trained to respond to that. Uh, and that's why, you know, you keep doing it. It's almost like, you know, it's bit somewhat similar to when you go to a casino and mm-hmm. you keep, you know, pushing that slot because <laughs> something is likely going to happen. So you try to refresh that screen and something will come up. So there is that behavioral piece. And for some people, I think it's like, you know what, if I just get to this email now or make this call to this person, then it's one less thing I have to do when I show up to the office, as an example, right? Yeah, Dr. Gohar, one more last question for you. Um, how, how are you with balancing the work-life thing? How, how have you done with saying, okay, you know what, I mean, you're in the medical field, so it's a bit, it can be a bit of a challenge, um, but here we are talking about it, um, and, and you're the, you've been one of the go-to guys to talk about this. I'm curious to know how, how you've handled it. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fortunate in not having a nine to five job as as many people do. So I have a lot of flexibility. So uh, you know, I do check my phone from time to time, but it's uh, I I don't necessarily have a time and saying, all right, this is like you know turn off time unless it's like bedtime. I have a newborn right now, so I, I focus more <laughs> on that than than I would on on my phone. But I think for individuals who might have um, like a very structured time. I think this will be a lot easier for them to say, all right, this phone is turned off. I'm not checking anything after that. Well, I'm sure glad you checked your phone and, and responded to our request for an interview this afternoon. And congratulations <laughs> on the new baby, doctor. Thanks yes. for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Have a great evening. Yeah, you betcha. Dr. Basim Gohar joining us this afternoon, a clinical psychologist and assistant prof at the Department of Population Medicine at the University of Guelph. How are you handling it? That work-life balance right now.